Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Well, welcome everyone to our Open Doors podcast. We are continuing with our theme for the year, Deeper Still. And this month of January, we are talking about prayer. Our theme is Lord, Teach Us to Pray. And I don't know if you heard last week's episode with Matt. He did a great reflection on Thanksgiving and gratitude. So if you haven't listened to that, highly recommend you go back and do it. And today I have the blessing of being with Neil and he is going to share with us his deep reflection on the Our Father. But before we get into that, Neil, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually very excited about sharing this because I've had all these thoughts about the Our Father for several years, which I'll share in a moment. They're still all disorganized in my mind, and this is forcing me to try to put some order to it. So I'm excited about what's going to happen today. Oh, it's going to be good. It's always good with you. We were talking a little bit before this podcast, and you mentioned that you watched The Chosen last night, and I did not see it. So tell us about that. Well, uh, every week, it just kind of blows me away. Last night, the woman with the issue of blood was healed, and they just filled in so many things that made it so so natural, and the humanity of Jesus and his compassion, and the effect, the profound effect that was that was expressed by this woman was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then there was also the healing of Jairus, his daughter, and which is just right in the scriptures, just the way, the way it was. So cool. And so I, week after week, there's always like something. Like last week, I think it was last week, the reconciliation between Matthew and his father, and how his mom was there to, to to really encourage him to go all the way and ask forgiveness. It was just like there's just so much teaching going on that's that's just behind the scenes. It's just normal. I think it's just a great gift to the church. It really is. Every episode that I've seen has been amazing. I'm surprised at the creativity, just profound creativity. So anyway, so I know you just said that you've been thinking and praying about the our Father for a long time, a couple of years at least, and so we'd love to hear, well, actually, first, what got you interested? I mean, of course, it's the Our Father, but what provoked you hmm. or inspired you? Well, think? it was during the pandemic, and every morning I woke up, I knew I had all day to pray, so I made my priority stretching and doing other things to get ready for the day knowing that I had plenty of time to pray. And in that, I broke the uh, one of the basic rules of having a daily prayer time, which is make an appointment with God and stick to it. And so there was a number of nights where I got to like 12 or 1 at night where I realized I had not spent any significant time with prayer. Now, I prayed in the day, but nothing significant. So because it was late at night, I just kind of imagined Jesus praying late at night. And in the scriptures, you read about how Jesus went off by himself. He went up the mountain to pray, sometimes all night. And so I just kind of, in my imagination, went with him to that solitary mm-hmm. place. And I I looked at him, you know. So, so I watched him, 
And of course, the only way I knew he might have prayed would be to say the Our Father, or at least to use the words of the Our Father. Now, we don't know that he actually used those words, but the words that he gave his disciples certainly came out of his prayer time. So I began to pray with him, the Our Father, with letting him lead. So the meditation really comes out of how Jesus would have said these words, and then it opened up a lot of things for me mm-hmm. and how I would say it. But by going to that place, his presence became real. Mm-hmm. He became near. It became real personal. You know, the prayer starts out, Our Father. And now calling God Father is the most revolutionary thing that Jesus did. And introducing us to the Father, and his mission was to reveal the Father. But in the Lord's Prayer, we say, Our Father. Now, believing that Jesus said it first, what he was saying was, Our Father, Neil and I, my disciples and I, or whoever he was praying for, you know, whatever burden he had, maybe he was concerned for his mom that day, you know, Ima, Ima, and me, and, and Father, just bringing her before the Father. So it was very personal. Now, we know that Jesus prayed for everyone. There was no limitation on how he prayed. And in John 17, it speaks about how he prayed for all those who would believe in his name. Mm-hmm. So he prayed for you, Jacqueline, back there when he prayed that prayer before his death. And he prayed for me. And it's, it's all inclusive. And so when we say our Father, I think the most natural thing is to be that universal, inclusive, bringing everybody in with the family of God or to focus on who you're praying with mm-hmm. at church today. This is your family. But I think it's also it's also what's on your heart today and who's on your heart today. And, and who are you bringing? Who are you bringing before the Father? And the way to bring that person to the Father, I think, is to say, Our Father. So when we say Our Father, the first person we should think about is Jesus, because mm-hmm. we can only say Father if we're saying it with him. But then who else? Who else is there? And then Jesus continues, hallowed be thy name. So there's two things I've started about that. And one is, uh, for many people, that's seen as the first of the seven petitions of the Our Father. And for others, see it as the first form of praise. Mm-hmm. You know, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise your name. So when I think of it that way, I think of him raising his hands and and celebrating and spending time just worshiping and honoring the Father. And then at other times when I'm thinking about it being a petition, let your name be hallowed in Neil. Let your your name be hallowed in all of humanity. Let your name be hallowed in the people of God. Let all people, all nations come to you and and let your name be hallowed, because that was Jesus' mission, is to reveal the Father and call people into relationship with Him. But the fulfillment of that is that His name, the Father's name, would be hallowed in people's lives. I've never thought about it as a petition before, that part. You know, just obviously, hallowed be thy name, so much of a praise and adoration, but it's really making me think. I like that idea of it being a petition. Mm-hmm. Let your name be hallowed in the hearts of my children. You know, let your name be hallowed in our marriage, even. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And he's, you know, when he teaches his disciples to pray, he's teaching them how to ask. First, who to ask. (laughs) mm -hmm. 
and how to ask, united to him before the Father. But he's teaching us to ask for what we most need. But, but the thing that struck me is that he had a mission, and he was praying his mission. You know, the mission, the will of the Father never left him. And so when he prayed, he was praying into the mission the Father had given him. And now, in a kind of almost sneaky way, by telling us how to pray, he, he's caught us all up in his mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we pray this prayer right, we're really going to be caught up in, in this bigger picture of the mission of Jesus. And uh, to have the name of the Father hallowed is, uh, is certainly a big part of his mission. So, so the, next, uh, the next line is, Thy kingdom come. It's thy kingdom come. I always want to go to the next line, but... The kingdom come, I think a lot of folks will look at that as the final coming. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're living in this dark age, and, and someday Jesus is going to come back, and, and we're looking for that day. Mm-hmm. But when I thought about Jesus praying, and when he first came on the scene, he, he said, repent and believe the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Wherever he went, the kingdom was there. And the manifestations of the kingdom was in healing and deliverance, and that's what he was really known for. Yes. And the power of his preaching, and and that he spoke with authority. So I wondered if he prayed for the kingdom now. Lord, I'm going to be out <laughs> at the Sea of Galilee tomorrow. Let your kingdom come. Mm-hmm. Let me be aware of your kingdom. Manifest your kingdom. Let the kingdom of heaven come near. Father in heaven... You know, it's it's really like Father in heaven. Let heaven come now. Mm-hmm. Let your kingdom come. Let the kingdom of heaven come now into our midst, and let people see it. And let them be changed by it. You know, I was reading the other day that when Jesus turned the water into wine at Cana, the disciples had already decided to follow Jesus. But after the miracle, it says they saw the glory and they believed in him. Mm-hmm. So that manifestation of the kingdom of God changed them. It moved them from one type of disciple into another type mm-hmm. of disciple uh, where they believed in him in a whole different way. And and so the kingdom can come into our lives in many ways. And any act of any act of God's redemption that we see in our life or around us, we see it in creation, we see it in so many ways, but but any way that we can say that was the hand of God, that kingdom has come now. And it's a promise of what's going to come in the future. And I'm picturing all our listeners out there driving or making dinner while you're listening to this, whatever you have that you're doing. And I'm thinking, wow, I kind of just take a moment because I'm thinking about my day. I'm putting my to-do list aside, putting what I'm doing aside for a minute and just asking the Lord for his kingdom to come. It changes the whole the disciples being changed by the glory of God being revealed to them in that way and that miracle. That's what I want right now for this day, today. You know, I want your kingdom to come today. Yeah, answered prayer. If we don't ask, we don't receive. But if we ask, then we see little and big miracles. Yes. Uh, Things where the glory of God is revealed. The kingdom is, we're reminded that the kingdom is present now and forever. Mm. So good, Neil. So... The next line, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, comes so quickly off our tongue right after, but I love that you stopped for the kingdom come. So thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you 
share with us about that? Well, I, I think the place for me to start is the passion that Jesus had for the will of the Father. You know, I've come not to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. He just, he just loved to do the Father's will. And I imagine every day he just, he just woke and was alert, wondering where the Father was going and what was, what was happening and what was his will. And when this person came up to him, what was the Father's will? Hmm. I just, just see it as just so important to him. And, and so that's got to be important to us. It's like, Lord, what is your will for me today? And, and help me to be alert to your will. And when I meet people, when people call me and things don't go right or when things do go right, so we can give glory to God in heaven. But there's something bigger here too. You know, it says in the scriptures that God wills that will salvation for everyone. It's God's will that everyone would be saved. So this is part of part of our mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all evangelists. We're all consciously aware of of this revelation of the Father and the revelation of His will and and the extension of salvation through us. Uh, this is His mission that He's given to us and. And so it should just be part of our life. Just mm-hmm. be aware. That's so good. Makes me think of, you know, I want his kingdom to come today, but in my little to-dos, I'm going to ask him just that his will would be done. His will would be done in this moment. So we should move on. The next line, give us this day our daily bread. So this is uh, interesting. I've always, I always thought of this as my daily needs and an awareness of people who are hungry throughout the world that need bread and just the reliance on God, you know, in in the desert, uh, they receive manna Mm -hmm. for the day. They receive bread from heaven for the day, but not for tomorrow. And they can rely on God. And, And so we all have ways that we need to rely on God and for our daily needs. And there's so many in the world that rely on God for their daily bread. And so this kind of really does give us a, a unity with so many people. Mm. But by looking at both Luke and Matthew, it brings out really something different that I'd, I'd like to talk about. And if you look at the Gospel of Luke, it's really this sense of this daily bread. But if you look at Matthew, you, you find that the literal translation of this verse is, Give us today the bread of tomorrow which to me was just amazing. Wow. It means the bread from heaven. It means Jesus, who is the bread of life, mm. the bread that we will be feasting on in heaven forever and ever. Give us today. Wow. So that just opened up new doors for me. And when I received communion, it, it just, you know, the bread of heaven. Mm. So I won't go any further into that, but but that's just really something to meditate upon. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. I, so... Yeah, I'm going to take a look at those. Can you just tell us those verses again? Give us today the bread of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Actually, give us right now, here and now, the bread of tomorrow. Wow. Because the uh, verbs in the our fathers are very imperative. Mm-hmm. We're praying for prayers that Jesus gave us. We should expect them to be answered. Yes. And we can pray with real authority, conviction. Give us today and uh, expect it to be answered. Wow. Give us today the bread of tomorrow. So there's, there's two senses if we go back to the scriptures that are brought into the Our Father. And, and so we can pray the Our Father, as it says in one of the Gospels, when you pray, say. It's important just to say the Our Father. But in the other one, uh, in, in Matthew, it says, when you pray, 
pray like this or pray in this way, uh, which is more reflective of Jesus' prayer, which wouldn't have been just going through uh, the prayer. But we can enter in at both levels. Mm, So deep. So then... Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, so many times. I'm just going to mention that this is the way of heaven. In heaven, because this prayer brings us to heaven, mm-hmm. our Father who art in heaven. In heaven, we're going to know the forgiveness of all our debts, and all our trespasses. And the other thing we're going to know is that we have forgiven. Mm. We've let it all go. And we're only going to have love for everyone mm. we meet in heaven. Wow. Uh, it's it's just amazing. Now, we're in process now, and God is with us right now to help us, help us along the way, but our destiny is heaven. It's such a, an unbound topic, forgiveness. So if you are new to Unbound listening to this, and you don't know a whole lot about the five keys, one of the keys is the key of forgiveness, and there's a great talk. So go listen to that. It's on our website power of forgiveness. Just had to give a little shout out. I'm just thinking about, I want you to be finished, Neil, but what you said, how we're going to let it all go. Right away, I, I, I'm i struck by what I haven't let go of. You know, it just kind of came to me and I want to let go of everything. So it's just good to be reminded. And that's the grace of, of God and heaven. You won't be carrying any of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully... A lot less before you're ready to go to heaven. <laughs> yep. Amen. And the next petition is lead us, uh, lead us not into temptation, which is a controversial phrase because people because we know that God doesn't tempt us, mm. and so some folks think that it, it should be understood as do not let us fall into temptation, and that might be very appropriate. But when I looked at this scripture and its background, temptation can be translated test. And when I looked at Jesus praying, he went through 40 days of testing and temptation. And in his humanity, that was a big deal. It he was. suffered. And he did that in identification with the people of Israel that were in the desert for 40 years. He was with them. But the other thing is, he was with you hmm. through your times of temptation, your difficult times. He identified with you, and he taught us how to go through it. You know, you don't feel so good when you're hungry and you're being tempted, but he quoted the scriptures, and the Word of God is so important to go through times of temptation. So when I read this verse, I think of, do not put me to the test, because I know those times of temptation are intense. So it's not so much praying for that normal, everyday temptation, which is part of it. Mm -hmm. But for me, a lot has to do with identifying with Jesus and the significant times of temptation, which is really a a move of the Spirit to test us and to take deeper into us the things that he taught us. And, And Jesus could very well have been looking forward from that moment to his next significant time of temptation mm-hmm. in the garden where he prayed to the Father, Father, please take this cup from me. Let this cup go, but not my will. Your will be done. So the fact that Jesus would be in a time of testing, but be able to say, Father, take this cup from me, mm. says to me that he's giving us grace to say, pull us out of this time of temptation. Mm-hmm. Do not lead us into temptation. But this is part of everybody's life. 
seasons, times, tragedies, or temptations grow, or during those times, the work of the Spirit deep in our heart, who has formed our faith, is being revealed in a greater way. But these times of temptations are for all of us. But he follows it, but deliver us from evil. Mm -hmm. So no matter what temptation you go through, God's intention is deliver you from the evil one. And, and I think a very valid translation is deliver us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's a purpose in everything. And, and God wants to uh, take us through difficult times so that we'd be in a greater place of freedom, so that it would lead to a deliverance. And, and I have to think that a lot of people come to us for Unbound Ministry They've come to us out of a time of temptation, Mm. a time of trial, a season of trial. That's why they made the call. That's why they're there. And finally, the prayer, for many, the prayer ends with a doxology. Uh, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is a prayer that was added to the Our Father by the early church. They ended the prayer with praise and thanksgiving glory to God, and it's become part of the prayer of, of many Christians. As a Catholic, it's it's not part of the prayer in our, our liturgy. There's a pause, and the priest says a prayer, and then these words are spoken. And so it's really part of, but it, but there's a little disagreement on whether it should be included in mm-hmm. or just, just a part. So when I pray this prayer, I will pause uh, just for a moment and uh and we'll pray it. Because I think there's something really important in this. One is to end with praise and exalting of God, but the other is uh, forever and ever, which another translation of that forever and ever is, I think the way I learned it originally, is now and forever. Mm -hmm. And now and forever kind of captures the whole Our Father. It's like, let your kingdom come now and forever. Uh, Let your will be done on earth now and forever. Give us this day our daily bread now and forever. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us now and forever. And lead us not into temptation. Let temptation, let the testing come to an end now which he, Jesus gives us permission to ask for, because he's a loving Father. He, he's with us in our suffering, and we can ask. We can ask for him to, to lift it, even if, he, even if it's his purpose to leave it for a season. But we can ask with confidence that we would be delivered now from the evil one, Amen. and we will be delivered forever from him. Amen. Now and forever. Yeah. Oh, Neil, so much to think about. Thank you so much. I'm just really inspired. I know a long time ago in my faith journey, I was using the Our Father as a, you know, a framework for my prayer time in a way, but I hadn't really thought about in a long time. And I really, I'm thinking about someone in my heart that I've been praying for, and I'd like to listen to this podcast again and really think about using the Our Father to go through and and pray, and especially the now and forever, really gets me to to think about that as part of the petition. So thank you. After having meditating on this this uh, for so long, I went to the sacrament of reconciliation, and and for those who haven't experienced that sacrament, 
uh, the priest will usually give you a penance before you receive absolution. And, and I would say in 99% of the penances I've received since I was a little kid, the Our Father has been part of it. You usually get one to three. Sometimes I've gotten five, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and I would often sit in the pew quietly because I get distracted a lot. Mm-hmm. I, if he gave me three, I would say six because I get distracted and I mess things up in my head. <laughs> and I would say six. So I made sure I had six. I had at least three good ones. But at this particular church, there was nobody else in the confessional. There was nobody in the church. And I just did what it said in the scriptures. When you pray, say. Mm. And I was able to say it out loud in this holy place. And I have to say that as I spoke those words, all the richness of what I meditated on seemed to come to life. Wow. And and so the more you meditate, the more you understand, the more little pieces the Lord gives you from the Our Father, the more you can just do it, as Jesus said, when you pray, say. Hmm. And it, it just really comes to life. Wow. Hmm. Well, I wonder if you would be able to close us in prayer for all our listeners out there. We're going to just pray the Our Father together, the the Lord's Prayer. Since I was a little kid, I called it the Our Father, which is a very beautiful name for it. And many of you, you call it the Lord's Prayer primarily. And we're going to pray together and and just begin with Our Father. And when we, we begin with the Our Father, just think that you're saying these words with Jesus who said them first and invited you to say them with him. Just enter into a presence, into the intimacy of knowing he prayed, thinking about you. And you're praying these, thinking about your fellowship, your union, your identification with him. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to those folks down in Tampa who are bringing Neil and Janet down for a Freedom in Christ conference, February 10th and 11th. If you want to hear more of Neil's deep thoughts on the Word of God, join them in Tampa, Florida. And then Jen and Matt will be in Texas the following weekend, February 17th and 18th. And all of that information is on our website, heartofthefather.com, on our events page. If you've enjoyed this podcast or any of our others, consider donating. We are a donation-based ministry, and we would be so blessed by your support. There's a link to donate in the show notes, and you can also find that on our website. So thanks so much for joining us. Have a blessed week. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. 
Revelation 3.20. 